and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke, science advisor Matt Moniz, and the silent assassin Matt Costa. We are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night broadcasting live here on WBSM, as well as streaming on the Radio Pup app. If you are traveling around, you want to listen to us no matter where you are, you can do so on the Radio Pup app. Just search for WBSM. And also streaming live video on SpookyTV.com, which you can also get from SpookySouthCoast.com. Hey, there I am, because we have some changes tonight to the way that we are doing Spooky TV. Uh, Matt Cost, is this official, or is this a test run? What are we calling this? I think um, everything is a test run. That's true. That's what we do. But I, this looks fantastic. I'm looking at the Spooky TV feed, which we are now streaming through YouTube, as opposed to, as opposed to Ustream. Right. After, after years of um, kind of flying by the seat of our pants going through this, um, we're trying to improve uh, Spooky TV yet again. Well, we Which appreciate. We always do. We yeah. always do. We I mean, appreciate we always the effort. Try, we always, uh, we're always brainstorming before and after the show, and kind of going over ideas and trying to try new things and give you, the listener, the quality that you deserve when it comes to Spooky South Coast. I, I know that you know we've had a lot of issues with the streaming, and you know we we've been trying to do it because we feel like it's a, a great added benefit for the show. Uh, but you know, I just want to thank you, Matt Costa, for all the effort that you put into that because you're really the one that has been keeping that if you had left me my name on this well i was gonna say if you had left me in charge of it we would (laughs) stop doing it like in week three of the video streaming so the fact that you have consistently found ways to improve this and update it well well, the the, uh the few people out there that are kind of uh continue listening and continue watching throughout all our uh, growing pains appreciate it well and the other thing that people have been asking for and, and kind of complaining about uh, is that they have missed the chat feature that we used to have on the old Spooky TV, but the station's you know firewall and security and everything kept us from being able to use that chat program that we used to use because, let's face it, folks, to be honest with you, it, for anybody that uses that chat feature, it's probably completely infecting your computer with all kinds of spyware and adware and all that stuff. So they, you know, so they're, they're protected against that stuff here at the station. So that chat software didn't work, but now on this YouTube chat, you can actually join into the chat room. So if you're watching on Spooky TV, you'll see the Twitter feed going down the side. That's using the hashtag Spooky Live on Twitter, but if you click that little YouTube link at the bottom, of the video screen, it will take you to the chat. And I know, Matt, you had said you're going to try and find a way to embed that chat into our site. But if not, you know, as long as we can always just kick people over to YouTube, too. You, right. you, YouTube's, they're, they're kind of big. It's taken off a little I've bit. I've heard of them before, yeah. so I, I figured we could um, utilize their services. They get all that Google money behind them. Right. So, you know, we, we can certainly, uh, we can throw them a bone once in a while. <laughs> so uh, so certainly check it out. So basically, if you're on YouTube, if you're sitting at home and you're listening to the show on the radio and you have access to your computer or your phone, just go to YouTube. Look up the Spooky South Coast channel, and you will see that we are broadcasting live video right now. And you'll be able to watch as you listen, which, you know, normally we say, why would you want to see our faces? No offense, Stephanie. Yours is kind of okay. Oh, thanks. Ours are the, ours are the problems. Yours is all right. But uh, a lot of people like to see what goes on. And, and sometimes we're talking about UFO photos or ghost photos, and it's easy to be able to bring those photos up on video. So it adds that extra element for people who are listening. And for people who listen live on podcasts later on, it's going to be a lot easier, Matt, I would assume, to get these videos up on YouTube now when the show is over. Uh, yeah, it's going to... Um 
kind of make our lives hopefully a little bit easier. <laughs> Especially since I dumped all the uh, video archiving onto you. Right, but uh, YouTube uh, has some uh, good tools that we could uh, utilize. So we will continue to find ways to improve it or at least get to the point where we can just coast on the video stream. But tonight we have an action-packed show for you. We're going to have uh, kind of a little bit of a, a floating format uh, to some degree tonight. We're going to be joined in just a few minutes by Alex Matsuo. She is a writer who uh, writes about the paranormal, and she also has posted some articles on paranormalenlightenment.com. Now, normally I would look at a web address like that and say, Paranormal Enlightenment, do I really want to go to this? Because, you know, where am I going to get dragged in terms of this discussion? But she had a great article that I found called, uh, well, that analyzes the effect that social media has had on the paranormal field. And we have talked about this in the past here on the show. But I want to kind of get another person's perspective on this and how it helps and how it hurts. So we will do that coming up uh, at about 10.30, and she'll join us for a while. And then uh, later on in the program, we'll be joined by Mark Arvola and Lauren Sheridan, the organizers of SalemCon, which is happening next weekend. So uh, basically, I'm pretty sure you guys all have the night off next week. And I think we're going to be – I'm going to try to record a fresh show during the week this week and then give it to the station for airing. So that even, Matt, you don't even have to come in to run it. Wouldn't that be good if I could actually pull that off? Nice. Yeah, don't don't hold me to that. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. But, no, we're going to try and definitely have something fresh for you. Uh, just uh, I won't be there. And, uh, Stephanie, are you are you coming to SalemCon? Are we announcing that you'll be there? I guess so. Well, our guest last week, Nicole LaHousse, will be there. Yes, she will. And she'll be doing her, uh, her aura photography. Right. And so we're dragging you to sit at my table and and help with her table and and, uh, basically just have fun. Lots of shenanigans. Absolutely. And did you put in the order? The order. For the energy drinks? Yes. All right, because you were going to sell a ton of those It Works energy drinks. I hope so. After the VIP party Friday night when everybody comes (laughs) in Saturday morning and they're like, Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I will be kicking off SalemCon with the first lecture of the day at 9.30 in the morning, which is really funny because I'm on the air in my hotel room until 9 in the morning. Right, right. So please forgive me if I am not showered, if I'm wearing the same clothes from the night before, (laughs) and if I am complaining all day about how badly I need a cup of coffee and some breakfast. Oh, wait, Stephanie's going to be there. I will give you directions to the nearest Dunkin' Donuts. All right, that's amazing because I need donuts. And right now I need some water, so. right. I've been ring announcing all night. You have. Yes. Congratulations to everybody at House of Bricks for another fantastic show. Uh, We had uh, a capacity crowd at Dublin's, and we'll actually be heading back out April 23rd for another show at the Moose Lodge in New Bedford. They just announced tonight. So, you know, maybe you guys can come and check it out and hang out for a while and get involved. Maybe we could, like, fight another paranormal radio show. I do love a a good Moose Lodge. That. And the Grand High, the Grand High Moose will be there. You've you've been to a couple Moose lodges, yeah. For real? Yeah. I was. I didn't know. I mean, it's like a gentleman, not a gentleman's club, but a like like (laughs) the not that kind of gentleman's club, like the Elks, or it's 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 kind of a cool place. I was going to ask, is it is it the Elks or is it different than the Elks? It's a different. It's um kind of the same principles, I guess. But it's 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 down the street though from the Loyal Order of the Water Buffaloes, right? It's not. It's not on the same. It's not. They're not the both grand, on Rock. Grand Puba. Right. They're not both on Rock. Oh. What is happening? But uh, we will. Uh, we will. I'll have more information about that. Because uh, listen, there's there's this guy. All right. There's this wrestler. His name's Too Buff, and I didn't like the way that him and his dad, Buff Dad, treated me 
in the ring, forcing me to say that Too Buff was my favorite wrestler. That's not So he and I will have some words coming up on a future edition of Saturday Morning with Tim Weisberg. So Uh stay tuned for that. But we'll we'll save the wrestling talk for another. I still think we could take on another paranormal show. But who else has a crew as big as ours? You know, it'd just it'd be just be a handicap match for against two usually most of the time. Yeah. I still owe Darkness Tim Darkness Radio's Tim Dennis. I still owe him a whooping after what he did to me last year. You guys are gonna have to have a. Uh uh, Yapapai Indian uh, strap match. match? Yeah. yeah, I could feel the blood of the Yapapai running all through <laughs> me, brother. No, he 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 knocked me down. He he sucker punched me. I got in a good hit on him, but there's still a score to be settled there. So whether I have to go out to Minnesota or Tim Dennis has to come out to here, we're going to settle that score at some point. So don't think I haven't forgotten, Timmy. I uh, absolutely remembered. All right, well, uh, we are going to take a, a real fast break. And when we come back on the other side, we'll be joined by our first guest tonight, Alex Matsuo. She'll talk with us about her article that she wrote. We'll talk about the idea of social media and the paranormal. We'll also take your calls as well at 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. And you can also text us, 67664. Just start your text off with the letters WBSM so that we'll be able to see them. You can also tweet out your questions using the hashtag SpookyLive, and now you can put them up in the chat room on YouTube, on our YouTube channel with the live stream there going as well. So, so many ways to get a hold of us, so many ways to get in touch with us. We hope that you do so, and we'll be back in just a quick moment. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with Stephanie Burke, science advisor at Matt Moniz, and silent assassin Matt Costa. We're going to get to our guest, Alex Matsuo, in just one second, but first, oh, there was a call on the line, but they just dropped off. They, they didn't want to wait. Uh, but again, during the show, the number is 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. Or you can text us at 67664 and start your text off with the letters WBSM if you wish to do so. But uh, it, earlier tonight, I had sent out uh, on social Oh, here comes the call. Hold on. Let's do that before we get into it. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you? Hi. Hi. You're on the air. Now, I will ask you, did, did uh, people just uh, tackling on the trucker? Uh, I'm, I'm having some trouble uh, understanding you. I'm having some trouble following you. What's your What's your question? Just happened to pay for the sound like. Do you have to pay for it? Pay for what? It's credit. Their way has. Now, what happened to this tax money? Um, I don't know what happened. Did it, did it pay the IRS or tax money or? On the I, you know, every time that I've ever had to deal with the IRS, you know, I've always just made sure that I paid them. So I don't, I don't know what happens if you don't. Are you, you're referring to the IRS tax lien commercial that was just uh, played a few moments ago on the air? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to refer you to Alan Thick, former television star of Gro- Growing Pains. Uh, he can help you out with the Fresh Start Initiative. So what what you want to do is you want to just you want to just uh, pick up the phone and dial one eight hundred Allen Thick. Okay. 
And and then you're gonna what will happen is you'll hear a beep at the beginning. You have to sing the entire Growing Pains theme, start to finish. Do you remember the theme? Do you remember how it starts? It starts. Okay. Show show me that smile again. And then when you're done, if you've given all the lyrics correctly, Alan Thick will pay your IRS tax bill. No. What what happened to take the house way? That I that I couldn't tell you. That I'm not sure. Oh. But if you find out, you can let me know. Okay. This. All right. Well, listen, we're going to get into a, into a discussion with our guest, but I thank you very much for the call. I hope everything goes okay. And uh, and if the IRS shows up at your house, you just tell them Alan Thick took care of everything for you. And the best, okay, the sound light is that that absolutely is that's how it has to be all right thank thank you very much for the call you have a great night okay bye-bye thank you that's paranormal right about now alan thick is listening to the show saying what are you doing to me weisberg what did i ever do to you (sighs) that was probably the best call in the history of spooky south coast 10 years on the air it took us to get one of those i'm so glad that it happened tonight Alex Matsuo, uh, thank you for holding through that. As you can see, the world of radio can get a little wacky sometimes. It can. <laughs> well, we bravo, uh, bravo on that. Thank you very much. I was. Uh, we we do run these commercials here on the air for you know the IRS and helping people, especially this time of year where everybody's filing taxes. So I think you know that person probably is in a um, in a state right now of uh, of severe worry about their IRS tax bill. Obviously, because mm-hmm. they decided to drown their sorrows and problems, uh, so we do whatever we can to help. The, this show is all about public service. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and speaking of public service, uh, you, the article that you wrote uh, on paranormal enlightenment—we should let everybody know that you know you are a very well-rounded person. Uh, you are an actor, a singer, director, photographer, playwright, but you're also a paranormal investigator and researcher. Uh, you have a book that was published uh, with Llewellyn Worldwide called *The Haunting of the Tenth Avenue Theater*, and so you are somebody yep. who has a lot of, uh, you know. You're somebody who has a lot of interactions with people beyond just the paranormal world. Right. So in right. In, in doing that, and, 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 you know, I would assume this creates a very well-rounded outlook for you when it comes to the paranormal. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I interact with a lot of different communities just in general, too, because um, I have my theater community and a lot of times you're interacting with people you've never even met, just like the paranormal community. And uh, I actually, I even had a few years where I was playing roller derby, so I also have a connection with that community as well. So, I mean, social media is the big thing in our lives now. This is how we connect with people. It's how we network now. Um, even with, like, employers now, like for those of you who are on LinkedIn, I mean, it's a great way to you know, connect with potential employers, um, you know, figure out ways of networking. I mean, social media has pretty much taken over the world a bit. And unfortunately with social media, it can be a great asset, but it can also be a very damaging thing in your life. Well, I'm assuming that in working with all these different communities that you do, though, that social media has a different 
flavor to it for each community that you're involved with. I mean, everybody is going to utilize those tools that are available to them in different ways. And I'm assuming that, you know, for the most part, it's a it's a mixed bag. It's a 50-50 reaction in terms of, you know, because just people that utilize social media in regular everyday life, some of them say, every time I go on Facebook, all I have to do is hear about somebody else's drama, somebody else's life, see pictures of what they ate for dinner, hear about the fight they had with their husband or their wife. So I don't think that it's predominantly just a paranormal thing, right? Right. Oh, no, totally. I mean, uh, being in the entertainment business, I mean, sometimes, sometimes they get a bit of drama with people and, um, like, if there was a show or a film that got cast uh, that didn't go in your favor and you put up a comment about it publicly, uh, a director or a producer may see that and there's like, okay, so-and-so is nagging and complaining and talking smack about people. I'm not going to hire them for my next, you know, for my next project. Um, or you have someone posting gym photos. That happens a lot, you know, especially for my L.A. friends. I love them with pieces. Um yeah, there's, there's just, you're right. There's a lot of different flavors when it comes to the different communities I'm a part of. Uh, the paranormal, though, is a very unique uh, flavor, though. Well, that that's absolutely 100% true. <laughs> but the, this yeah. article is on, on paranormalenlightenment.com, and, and I, I've seen the link a few times. I've never really spent some time on the site. Let us know a little bit about what that site is about. Uh, it's Paranormal Enlightenment. It's actually a magazine. It was started by John C. Fowler uh, last year. There's a lot of really good articles on it. Uh, for those of you who know who Anna Hill is, uh, she's really known for, like, Ghost App Ghosts and yep. Paranormal dust, dust Busters and Truth Seekers. She does a, really, some really good articles on there. Uh, yeah, it's basically a great source of information, a great collaboration of minds when it comes to, you know, paranormal articles, journals, write-ups. Uh, it's got some really good stuff. So for anyone who's looking for a place to find some really well-written articles, I'm not saying that just for me because I'm on there, um, <laughs> there's uh, there's really good material on there, and it's, they're great learning sources for people who are trying to find, find a different way of learning more about the paranormal that's away from, like, the big conventional commercial route, you know, like through television shows or, you know, that, that sort of thing. So... Uh, a lot of great material contributed by the community. Yeah, we've had Anna on the show uh, a couple of times, and, and, and her and I are good friends. I, I, I trust a lot of the people that are uh, going to this site are people that feel, you know, similar, that uh, that there's uh, an issue going on in the paranormal world with uh, the fact that there are a lot of people involved in it that are in it but aren't in it for the right reasons or aren't in it for... Um, you know, for the quest for truth and more in it for trying to make a name for themselves or try to get themselves on television or whatever, whatever the means to the end is, uh, you know, they're willing to do whatever it takes to, to get the attention and the eyeballs on them. I'm assuming that paranormal enlightenment, the idea of that is to kind of bring things back to what it should be. Yep. Yep, I, I would definitely say that. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, the other problem, though, too, is that when people become the quote-unquote watchdogs of this they also kind of become uh, you know they become potential victims for 
tar- uh, you know, targets for some sort of drama themselves. We've seen that happen in the past where people have kind of spoken out on issues and, and called out certain things and sometimes even, you know, name names. And what ends up happening is a lot of these people who are in it for the wrong reasons will turn their attentions over and go after those people and call them bullies. Have you encountered, and um, we've had Anna talk about that in the past as well, uh, you know, have you encountered any feedback from anybody based on your article uh, saying that, you know, they, they disagree with what you wrote and what your thesis is? I've gotten a lot of people who have voiced their opinions. Like to me personally, they've agreed with the article. Um, but I have, I have seen. I guess we could call it passive aggressive or indirect feedback. Uh, you know, on different social media pages, um, specifically on uh, what I like to call on the radio the Book of Face or Facebook, um, <laughs> where people are basically saying that I'm being too sensitive or. Um, you know, times are changing, so I just need to get with the program. Um, it's it, it's it's interesting. Um, most of most of the feedback I'm getting is very positive, but the feed but the feedback that you know the kind of feedback I'm getting is coming from the people who have already have really good heads on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So the people that I want to be reading it are either not reading it or they read it and they're like, "Well, screw that," <laughs> and they. You know, and they just you know keep keep clicking. So, um, so I guess that article has turned into I'm more preaching to the choir um, than anything these days. But I'm I'm hoping you know, given that, granted, I know there's a few par- there's par- the paranormal in general. I'm not saying it's declining in popularity, but it seems like the the celebrity spotlight of the paranormal is starting to diminish it a little bit, especially with all these shows that got canceled recently. So I'm hoping, like maybe if that the fame factor starts to slowly die away, maybe the the people who are in it for the right reasons, you know, we're gonna stick it out, and you know, we'll still be there after the whole fame part of it's over. See, and uh, we have uh, a link up on on social media. Well, you know, well. <laughs> but we have a link up on our social media to the actual article. But if you go to paranormalenlightenment.com, the name of the article is "Has Social Media Ruined the Paranormal Community?" And just to take a step back a little bit, uh, you know, Alex, you say in the article that when things first started coming together online, on the Internet, before we had social media. You know, the Internet was a great place for like-minded people to get together and talk about this. We've discussed this with my co-host, Matt Moniz, who's been in the field for probably longer than we've all been alive. No offense, Moniz. <laughs> and, and for him, you know, the Internet was kind of a chance, uh, you know, as you said, kind of like a way to connect with people that you never would have found before. Yeah, that's it, when it was first out there. It was a great way to reconnect or connect with people that were of like mind. Then when it became a lot more broader and everybody and their brother got on it and it was, you know, you were mailed a free subscription, you know, every other week to to whatever. Then it became, I, I, I want to use the term jaded, mm-hmm. you know, things became jaded. Well, the free AOL hours got me through many a lonely night in college. But, uh, Alex, you you mentioned in the article that, you know, one of the draws of that, at least in the early days of of message boards and and bulletin boards and all that stuff, was the anonymity factor. Yep. I mean, how much is... Yep, I mean, you you definitely, you have have the the screen name. I mean, uh, my... My screen name on these message boards was Starry Eyes. You know that was that's how people knew me, and there was there was a security blanket there too because 
you know, most, you know, because the Internet was so new, I mean, you didn't have, like, a lot of hackers or people who knew a lot about how to track you down, and that's the folly with, you know, using Facebook these days. Um, but you had the security blanket of you could be open and honest about your experiences, and you would suffer little to no backlash for it, or if you disagreed with someone or had an argument with somebody, there weren't many repercussions, you know, except for maybe you might get penalized, you know, on the message board if you took it too far or you just pissed off another member. Um, but the, the, the repercussions or the stakes were, in my opinion, much lower back then. Um, and I think also people were a bit more objective back then as well because it wasn't such a big mess like these days the social media has made the paranormal community cut a huge mess because you got these apps now where you could fake uh photos um you have people who uh that who will find like they could post a fake photo online or they can post a photo that can be debunkable but the, and they'll find that group who agrees with them and to heck with anyone who disagrees or tries to debunk anything. So, well, you know, it's, but, but in the earlier days, in the earlier days, you know, when I would talk about photos with people and stuff, it, it wasn't so vicious back then. Um, it was a lot more objective, and I don't know, like, it just wasn't, there's just something, dif there's something different about it. And uh, the only thing I can think of is that it became messier as time went on. Bunch of armchair warriors joined the fight. Yes. Is basically, it. Yes. Well, I think though the, the the biggest issue that I have with the way that social media is used by a lot of these uh, groups that are out there and these investigators that are out there is that you are putting out something to the broad masses that really shouldn't be going out to the broad masses. You know, this exactly. is you know, if you have a photo that you feel has something to it, I don't think that you know, I would want to show it to the well, I mean, it's hard to say because if I thought it was interesting and I thought it could spark some discussion, I probably would share it with everybody on my social media, but I wouldn't utilize whatever they said as my actual definite answer as to what it is that I have in the photograph, I'd want to take it to photographic experts. I'd want to take it to people who know the location that it was uh, taken at, like the back of their hand. You know, I'd want to get it in the hands of experts and use their opinion. But social media has become a barometer more than it is anything else. It's become a way to kind of judge your own popularity and your own influence. Yeah, exactly. And it's turned into uh, you want to get the likes, you want to get the followers. You want to get the people who are watching your pages. You want to have that fan. You want to. Well, you want to have that. The tangible evidence of having a fan base, and that's what social media has become. Uh, Facebook. You have likes. You have number of members in your groups. On Twitter, you have followers. On Instagram, you have followers. On YouTube, you have subscribers, and that's what it's turned into now. Rather than you want colleagues, to get more fans and more followers. Yeah, rather than colleagues. Yep. When yep. when you first started, you know, analy I mean, I'm assuming that this isn't something that you decided, hey, I'm going to take a look at how social media impacts the paranormal and then take a look at it. I'm sure it's something that has been ongoing in, in your life for a number of years now that you've seen this developing over time. Um, so if you want to look back 
and, uh, and and go as far back as, say, you know, the MySpace days, the days when people first started interacting with each other uh, through these means. I mean, did it go wrong pretty much right from the beginning? Hmm. You bring up a good one, MySpace. <laughs> um, I, I wish I could remember my password. Uh, you don't, do, you know my, do you know my MySpace password, Alex? No? Because that would be pretty paranormal. <laughs> you know Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. Or yeah. bought a share of this, so you might have to ask him. He, yeah, he could probably access that for me. <laughs> He's bringing back both sexy and my MySpace account, so I appreciate that. But no, those—I mean, I can't imagine. Right from the beginning, it was—it was, it was a, a fight and an argument and drama right from day one. Well, huh? That's a good question because MySpace—I had a fairly positive experience on MySpace. Um, but I was also a lot younger then. <laughs> um, I just turned 30 uh, a few months ago, so, um, oh gosh, I joined MySpace when I was 18, so uh, I was a very different person back then. Yeah, well, I but, mean, um, I, I can tell you that I joined it pretty much from the early days, because that's right when we started the show, and it probably took me, by the time they I figured out how to use it, everybody was already off of it, so at least you had a leg up on us in, in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my face. Well, when... Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it went downhill from the very beginning. I don't want to blame Facebook for all of it, but <laughs> I guess once... Oh, gosh, I don't even think... Well, you no, know, YouTube wasn't even around that, that far back yet. But see, I, I do kind of want to blame Facebook a little bit myself because... And, again, you know, this is we should probably qualify this by saying that this is all of our kind of own subjective experiences and what we've dealt right. with with our own social media, but when enough people are having the same issues and when everybody in this room and you on the phone all agree with it, then I think that it's, you know, kind of a, a predominant problem. But I would say that Facebook was kind of the issue because that's when... For whatever reason, maybe it was the technology catching up to people or, or people catching up to the te technology, I should say. But at some point, Facebook became the way that groups presented themselves to the world. So you didn't have to have a website with case files and about your investigators and all that stuff and invest all that time. You just gave people the link to your Facebook page for your group, and that was enough. And so Facebook became a, a paranormal directory for people that were looking for investigative teams. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, on MySpace, you had your page, and you just had, like, friend requests and whatnot, but that was just the, that was, those are just numbers, and I'll, it's weird, because if you're Facebook famous, or you're Facebook popular, then obviously you've made it in this paranormal community these days. Um, yeah, but with MySpace, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like that. You still, but like you mentioned, we still had to build our own websites. I mean, my team still has a website. But people don't even really, like, look at my website anymore. The hits that we get on our Facebook page is, is much higher, much higher than our um, than our website these days. And that's a little alarming because we try to keep the, the information on our Facebook page, I wouldn't say too minimal, but you would have to click on our link to know more about what we're about. And if you wanted, to, wanted us to come in and check out your place, you definitely had to go to the website and fill out a a case submission form with a that when you had to answer a bunch, bunch of questions, but um, we don't really care about the number of Facebook likes our page has. Um, we still look at our traffic and whatnot that we're getting, um, but I have to say, a lot of our case recruiting now is happening from Facebook. Uh, people will find us on Facebook and shoot us a message. Um, 
And then when I say, well, you need to go to our website and fill out a form, they're like, well, can't you just send it to me here? I'm like, nope, we don't have that technology with Facebook that I can send you the form. <laughs> um, plus, we just want to keep things streamlined, and we get a nice little database when you do it online but right. and, <laughs> on and, our website. And the advantage but, of that, um, too, is you know if you are sending them to your website, the hope is that they've spent some time learning a little bit about who you are and what you are. Because if you're going to go to the website and all that information is right there, why not take a look at it? So you know they're not wasting your time and and having you show up and be like, well, I only know you from Facebook, so tell me about yourself. You know what I mean? Like this way here, and and as as the person looking for help, it's kind of your duty to do that because I would never just want to invite somebody that I know only from Facebook into my house. There is a way to share if you want. Put your form in your pictures and then share your picture to well, the... You can, you can actually send files, too, like in private messages. Just click on the little gear icon, and you can send a whole yeah. file, any right. form. But, but I think what you're saying, Alex, is that you know it, it delivers it in a way that's easily catalogable for you through your website. Yep. Is catalogable a word? I think so. Yeah, we get yes, you. Now. You know what I mean. So... Um, <laughs> So we have about five minutes uh, left uh, in this hour, and we have to take a break for the news, and then we can kind of continue this on the other side for a little bit. But one of the, the questions that I'll ask you, and this is the biggest problem that I have with Facebook and the way that paranormal investigators use it for Facebook, use Facebook for, mm-hmm. for promoting themselves, is people will go into a residential case. They will take photos of the person's house, and they will put up all of these photos on their Facebook page and no regard at all for the person who had you come into their house about whether or not you can put their house online, whether or not you can you know, talk about what's going on there. People just think that because they are a public entity on Facebook that anything that they investigate should therefore become a public entity. And that drives me insane. It drives me absolutely insane when that happens. Or when they post statuses of like, we have an investigation on 1234 Cherry Lane, in Richmond, Virginia, you know, we're going to be checking out, you know, the Johnson's house. And I'm like, why would you do that? Right. Like, and half the time, sometimes I wonder, like, with those posts, the ones without, or like, without the pictures, if they're even true, if they just want to make themselves look busy. But, no, I, never I mean, with, with my group and, my, and, you know, with my group, we have a very strict confidentiality agreement that we all sign. We don't post anything on Facebook we don't really post evidence on our website either from our residential cases because how, how do I know that someone's not going to look at the video clip we posted and someone's going to be, someone's going to think, oh my gosh, that's my grandmother's house. You know, right. like I know that exact fireplace and then, you know, all heck breaks loose and, you know, all of a sudden grandma is, you know, the black sheep of her knitting group on Tuesday nights. <laughs> you know, um, you know, because you, you don't know who, I've always, told my team members, you don't know who knows who. You don't know how many um, how many degrees of separation you have with a client. Um, so, but, I mean, just because I miss the confidentiality and can't we just help people without needing public recognition for it? Right. Well, no, because social media is all about just getting <laughs> recognition for everything that we do. Moniz, we have about two minutes. You had a, you had a question? Yeah, the other thing people don't take into consideration is a lot of criminals look at stuff online. You're doing a casing of the house for them, showing them everything mm-hmm. that's in the house. Yep. And I, I can tell you that, you know, I, I look, when I look at people's pictures in the house, like, I don't have any ill intentions at all. Like, I, I'm not going to break into somebody's house and steal anything. I'm just, you know, 
a curious person, and uh, and I'm a nosy person. So when I see pictures of people's house, I'm like looking around in the background, being like, oh. Who put that picture up on the wall? That was a bad choice. Why don't you send that thing back to Pier 1 Imports? You know, no, I'm not really like that. But, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, oh, you know, that's interesting how, you know, whatever, this room is decorated. I, I look at that stuff. And so if I'm paying attention to that as a person who, you know, has zero attention to detail most of the time, imagine what people who are really ill-intending are, lo- are thinking when they're looking at it. Well, we are going to take a break for the news. When we come back on the other side, I'm going to open up the phone lines if anybody wants to call in. Because I know there's probably some people uh, who feel the same way as our guest, Alex Matsuo. Some people probably feel the opposite and say, hey, you know, I wouldn't have my foot in the paranormal door if it wasn't for social media. So you can all call in and share at 508-996-0500 or 877-996-1420. You can tweet us as well. Uh, you can Use the hashtag Spooky Live and we'll find it. You can also uh, go to the YouTube channel where we're streaming live, and you can put it in the chat room there. And you can also uh, text it to us at 67664. Just make sure that you start your text with WBSM. That's a lot to remember now. There's so many different ways, and I'm going to just have to print this out on the list, a rundown of how to do it. Uh, but uh, all those different ways to get a hold of us, but the good old-fashioned way, giving us a call, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420, and we can uh, discuss this a little bit more. And then coming up later on in the show, Mark Arvila and Lauren Sheridan, they'll be joining us. They are from the Mass Ghost Hunters Paranormal Group. They're going to be joining us to talk about Salem Con, which is coming up next weekend. Still some Tickets available. We'll find out more coming back in just a bit. Stephanie Burke, science advisor Matt Moniz, and the silent assassin Matt Costa. And we'll get back into the discussion about social media and whether or not it has ruined the paranormal with our guest Alex Matsuo in just a moment. And then we'll be joined later on this hour by Mark Arvila and Lauren Sheridan to talk about Salem Con happening next weekend. But uh, I feel I feel now like I'm a little bit more like connected into the show. Kind of came in here in the beginning earlier, like in the middle of it, kind of just jumping into things. I was fully expecting to be late and have you guys already be on the air, and I was able to get here in time. So I think I'm, I'm settled in now. I'm a little sad because I didn't get to say that I was Tim Weisberg. Sorry. There'll be a week coming up where you can certainly say it. I don't know why you would ever want to say that, but... Well, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. For about two minutes. Yes. And then when the reality of my life comes crashing down on you... He'll say, why did I ever want this? No, we'll just fix that stuff up. <laughs> There's a lot to fix. That's okay. And speaking of fixing people, mm-hmm. you have an event coming up. I do. That will actually help people fix some of the questions they have about their lives. Yes. So it's actually just online live now. As of maybe a half hour ago, it's called Awaken Your Soul Purpose. And it'll be an entire day filled with everything that you could possibly think of. Chakras, auras, 
crystal skulls, psychic development, um, just answering those questions as to who you are, why you're here, and, and what purpose do you have in this world. And um, it's going to be really exciting. It's facilitated by both myself and Nicole Husu. Uh, was our guest last week, and we have a lot of exciting things planned for that day. So it's coming up? Uh, May 22nd. And it's happening at? At Work at Burke Wellness, which is 1193 Ashley Boulevard, New Bedford. And people can sign up for it by? They can go to workatburke.com and click on events and go to Awaken Your Soul Purpose, and you will find it there. And there's a lot of questions that people need to have answered about their lives. You're going to work on those. The biggest question that I have that I would need answered is, what are you serving for lunch that day? Or have you not decided yet? I haven't decided yet. Okay. I need suggestions, though, I think. Oh, I, I think we can definitely make some suggestions. We might all have, we talk about is food. I know. We might have to so, go on a field trip. You're in New Bedford. I recommend this for all of Mm, I don't know. Yeah, but it's coming in the middle of the day. So yeah. there's so what if they start doing like yoga stuff after they've eaten caserlo? We are starting the day with uh, booty flow yoga, which is actually really exciting. There'll be some booty flow after eating caserlo. Let me tell I, you. <laughs> that, that was good. That, that was goes good. without saying. But it's exciting, so I'm I'm excited to do it. And and you can pack yourself up a, a fully packed week or a couple of weeks there, uh, if you want to take part in that event as well as we have two legend trips events that are happening around that time. Uh, we have have on March 14th, we have the uh, Screams of the Smith-Harris House happening in Niantic, Connecticut. May. May what? You said March 14th. I'm sorry, May. Sorry, May. I'm thinking the M months, you know. Right. May 14th in Niantic, Connecticut at the Smith-Harris House. There are only eight tickets available left for that. Eight tickets are left. Wow. So uh, you want to make sure you grab those quickly. And then the following Saturday, we'll be at Edaville uh, in Carver, Massachusetts for our second time there, our second great event right. there, Riding the Haunted Rails of Edaville, and uh, we have still uh, some tickets available for that as well. Bo- tickets for both events are $99, and they include dinner, they include lectures, historical tours, and hours of guided investigation. The Ghost Ark is still working. Good. So I will be bringing the Ghost Ark to both of those events. I will also have it next weekend at Salem Con. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few moments. But if you want to get tickets to the Legend Trips events, you can do so by going to legendtrips.com. It's also linked up on spookysouthcoast.com, and you can follow them on Facebook and as well as on Twitter, at Legend Trips, uh, and sign up for the mailing list so that when we put new events up on sale, you will get first crack at them. And a lot of people have been asking me, you know, how can I go out and do that kind of stuff that you guys do? Legend Trips is the best way. And one of the things I'll be talking about at Salem Con is the difference between legend tripping and paranormal investigation. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on with Mark and Lauren. Um, but we will bring back in our guest, uh, Alex Matsuo. Uh, Alex, I, I just I hate to put you on hold. <laughs> but uh, we just had a call coming in. So uh, let's see where this one takes us. Oh, and I just dropped off Alex by accident. I forgot to lock her in. Good morning. You're on Spooky. Oh, good morning. Good evening. You're on. This is going downhill. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you? See, this is why I don't call into your show. Calling for these things, it just goes right off the damn rails. And, and that does happen. Um, it, it's usually not your fault, though. It's usually completely and totally 100% my fault. <laughs> well, well done, sir. You're a media professional. Well, if I was a professional, I would know how to deflect the blame to somebody else by now. No worries, buddy. No worries. So I just want to call in. I'm on vacation here with my family. Um, this is if, if anybody doesn't know. I know you know, brother, but if anybody doesn't know, this is uh, Dustin, known for ghost hunters, but hopefully will be known for more things at some point in time. <laughs> I'm on vacation with my family. I'm down at Hershey Park. I'm laying here in bed watching TV. 
Oh, and I cut him off. What is wrong <laughs> with <doing>? you? <laughs> Why are you touching buttons? I just hung up on... Dustin. At first I hung up on our guest, then I hung up on our special surprise call-in guest, and... Which I... This, this is just a bad night for me. I, I, what do I hear? No, that's, I think that's the playback on, on Alex's end. Alex, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay. I just hung up on, on Dustin, Harry. <laughs> so let Hopefully me, he calls back in. Let me see if I can get him back on. Hang on. <laughs> This, see, this is what happens is I just... Lock in Alex now. Uh, she's locked in. I locked her in. <laughs> let's see if I can... All right, here we go, and let's see if we can bring him back in. Dustin, is that you? That's <laughs> still me. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm locking you in now, too. I'm not hanging up on anybody now. So before I cut you off, Dustin, you were saying... I was I was saying, sir, I'm, I'm out here in, I'm, uh, I'm in Hershey Park. I'm vacation with the family. I'm... Laying in bed, dumbing through uh, Twitter here at the end of the day, and I see, uh, ironically, your post about how is social media killing the paranormal. And uh, I decided to, uh, to to give you a call in. I was unable to be listening in, but um, it's something that I like to talk about quite a bit because, um, you know, I, I really feel it's, it's kind of like this double-edged sword thing where it's kind of cool that it's been able to unite so many people and, and, and open up a discussion, but... Here's the deal, and I do a lot of motivational work, and I love people, and I want to help people, but most of them are just really not nice. And <laughs> I feel like people come up with some really interesting ideas, and they want to bring it forward, and they want to try to, to do more things and research it. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are thin-skinned, and if they put it right on social media, like, hey, what about this idea? You get a you get a bunch of people that are sitting in their parents' basements who barely go outside who just rip them a new one and tell them how horrible they are. It, and it doesn't take much either to set them off either. No, it's insane, man. These just little trolls sitting around eating their cheese balls and underwear <laughs> and just complaining and miserable. I just can't stand it. I, just, I don't know why people can't be supportive and loving. Like, listen, we don't all have to sing from the same hymnal. Everybody wants to talk paranormal unity, and it's wonderful. But we are not all always going to be on the same team, and that's good because if you want to talk about it, and, and I know, you know, people either love or hate the term the field. But if you want to make any change in it, we can't all be doing the same things. We can't all be doing the same things we see people doing on TV or that we, you know, we heard this works, so we're all going to just do this. We have to think outside the box and try different ideas and not be afraid to do so. And part of that means being supportive of people and, uh, you know, just being able to exchange ideas without being so negative all the time. Well, our, our guest uh, on the line is Alex Matsuo. She's the person that wrote the article that's on ParanormalEnlightenment.com. And, and Alex, just any thoughts on what Dustin's saying? I completely agree. Um, <laughs> it seems there is this plethora of what we call trolls just hanging out in their mom's basements eating cheese balls and, you know, just very much intent in, with the intention of hurting others or bringing others down. And there is one thing I have noticed out there and on social media, there's a lot of new people who are coming into the community, and there, there are times they just don't know any better, and they post a picture that can be easily debunkable, and then they get ripped apart by, you know, by people who do have a lot of knowledge, but maybe it's because they've dealt with a lot of backlash from others before, where you know there was a, they, maybe they've engaged in a lot of arg- arguments online about, you know, why that little dust blob on the photo is not an orb, it's just dust, and they've become so uh, 
desensitized and um like getting a chip on their shoulder and then when someone who really does mean well you know posts their picture online saying hey i caught this really cool photo of a ghost they just get ripped apart to the point where that person's like well screw this i'm gonna leave because all y'all are mean so it's you know just trying to at the end of the day it's trying to find that happy medium of you know let's usher in this new generation of investigators and researchers but at the same time you know objectively spreading the knowledge without, I don't know, I guess not without hurting feelings because our feelings are going to get hurt no matter what. I mean, that's just life. Yeah, I mean, but, you um, can't help that. But not be so vicious about it. And, and yeah. not keep piling on. And, and, Dustin, we were talking before about how, you know, a lot of people that are in the field are, are trying to, and using the field in quotation marks, but a lot of people who are into this are, some of them are coming into this with the wrong idea. They're coming into it as, you know, this is my ticket to getting on television. And, and I'll ask you, because you're somebody who has been on television but has also always been very accessible through social media, do you find that, you know, people are – for some reason, for whatever reason it might be, you know, they're they're clamoring to you for your opinion on things. And have you ever seen a situation where, you know, people have kind of tried to use you as the, the expert and, and use your opinion to kind of push their own agenda on social media? Yeah, no, totally, man. And, and I appreciate you using that, that term because that's what I was going to actually mention. The whole, the whole expert thing It's like, yeah, you know, I, I may have been doing this for – for over 20 and some odd years now, you know, and, um, and, and to Alex's point too, like somebody will put up something and they don't understand it and they're, they're looking at it and they're looking for, for justification or, or for information. And instead people just get, you know, slandered and, and, and uh, criticized by others instead of, you know, say, oh, you know what, you know, I looked at that picture. It's really interesting. But in my experience, you know, I found this, this and this. And said, it's you're an idiot. That's, you know, dumb. It's like, that's not cool. Like, you know, people just don't want to be supportive or kind to people. But uh, my whole thing with, you know, the, the expert title is just like, it's always been a problem for me. I always tell people one of the first slides of my paranormal lecture is I am not the expert on this field because it's um, it's something that still is, has very little that's been proven, you know. And, um, you know, people like to, to throw around, oh, well, we've scientifically researched. It's like, no, you use something that's got a couple of lights that flash. That's not necessarily science, you know. Um, so I, I just, I always tell people, I've been doing this a long time. So, um, you know, thankfully, because of my travels and stuff, I, I have, um, you know, maybe a little more um, knowledge about certain things. But there's still so much of it that, that is yet to be figured out. And I think that we need to really be supportive of each other and uh, and kind of all work forward toward that, that same common goal. So um, I'll have to check out the, uh, the article, Alex, but I'm glad somebody else is putting that out there and... Uh, God bless you both, and I hope you have a great night. All right. Well, we will let you get back to your vacation, but, Dustin, we got to get you in here sometime on a Saturday night. Stephanie's been saying how she's never had the opportunity to meet you in person, so we got to yeah, have you come into the up, studio. Man. Let's hook it up. Absolutely. Let me know because, uh, you know, uh, I start going on the road and stuff doing events in the next uh, couple of weeks or whatever, but I've got some time, man. Uh, when I get back in town, uh, hit me up. We'll put it together. All right. Well, it sounds great. Now, don't eat too much chocolate. <laughs> too late. <laughs> have a great night. See you guys. Peace. Dustin. That is uh, Dustin Perry calling in, and uh, we thank him for doing so, taking time out of his vacation. But, I mean, he brought up a, a good point, too, Alex, with the idea of people seem to think that because they have done this enough or, or because they have, um, you know, maybe had more exposure to things, that they become experts in it. And, and I agree with Dustin that you can't really be an expert in 
what all this means and, and, and be an expert in, in the right way of doing things. But I think you can kind of be an expert in the wrong way. I think you can certainly become an authority in what not to do in paranormal research. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, oh, my gosh, the term expert is so is so uh, controversial these days in the community because on one side there are people who say there are no experts, and I'm not on the side to say that there are no experts, but you're right, there are areas where, you know, you can be very knowledgeable in, and one of those is what not to do, you know, <laughs> when you're in the paranormal community. But also, I mean, I feel that there are people who – who have dedicated, you know, years of their lives to studying a certain topic. Maybe they took classes or did their own research, wrote books and whatnot. And I'm definitely not an expert in anything, but I do have my, you know, my little, uh, you know, collaborative team that I call upon when I'm stuck on a case or if there's something I need to know more information about. Um, so... And in the other flip side with the whole expert, you know, conversation is I feel like some people take that too far to where, well, if there are no experts, then I'm going to do whatever I want and, the, you know, with very little integrity or class because, hey, there's no experts, so who's, who's to judge me for this? Um, you know, so I'm going to call people out. I'm going to cuss them out. I'm going to call them names. And But, again, there are no experts, so... You know, I'm not an authority when it comes to this. So I'm like, what? What? What are you? What are you doing? Um, and so I don't. I don't want to say that we should start utilizing the term experts in the field because I don't think. I don't know if it would, it would even really help because this isn't a field or a science that we can that we can prove yet. <laughs> um, and I just opened up Pandora's box for some people, but the. The whole idea of ghosts and whatnot, I mean, we're still trying to find that, that holy grail of proof to bring to the scientific community in the world and be like, see, there is an afterlife. So, Good luck with that. It, I know, right? Good luck. Um, but I feel like, you know, when we, when we throw away the idea of having experts, um, for some people, when we throw away that idea of not having experts, when we throw away the, ugh, man, I can talk tonight. If we if we don't hold ourselves to a higher standard, maybe we're maybe we we're not going to call it experts. Maybe authority is a good word for it. But what goal are we going to achieve if there's not some sort of credibility or respect or something to um, something to obtain? Like after we've all you know researched and d done these investigations, ghost hunts, talked to clients dedicated years of our lives i mean you know at the end at the end you know what, what do you want to earn something do you want to earn that title of expert do you want to earn that title of you know being that go-to person i mean i feel like i feel like sometimes when I feel like sometimes we need to have some sort of standard, and maybe expert's not the right word for See, but it. But expert is something we that need should something. Expert should never be in, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's the parent or anything. Expert should never be anything that you bestow upon yourself. It should be something that other exactly. people bestow upon you. And and I've had that happen. I've been introduced as a paranormal expert, or you know, when I've gone to do a lecture somewhere, and I usually just take it in stride, you know, when I and and I don't really acknowledge it, but I do try to submit to the same theory and the same thing that you're saying that, you know, 
if you start putting yourself out there as one, then you're you're kind of I don't want to say belittling the work of other people, but you're kind of sidelining what other people have done just based on the idea that you, you know, it makes it sound like you think that you're better than them automatically, even if that's not your intention. It's just how it comes across. Sorry, Moniz, you were going to say. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, in this field, to me, the term expert just means somebody that swam more laps in this basically uh, crap pool. No, that's, that's yeah. true. Some of us can hold our head up over it better yeah. Yeah. than others. Um, and, and now that you were saying, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. Um, I agree, and I'm, I'm reading the comments on the on um, to the right here, and there's really interesting comments going on. I was going to say, Stephanie, um, you're monitoring the, the chat over in, uh, on the YouTube stream. Is there any, any good questions or points that we should bring up with Alex in the couple of minutes we have left? Well, I think Alex is just about to bring it up herself, so you cut her I out. know, but I'm trying to give you a segment here, nope, Stephanie. that's fine. I'm trying to give you a role on the show, a new role on the show, a new thing you can add into your repertoire. Role. You act like I just showed up yesterday. No, no, a new aspect to what you already do, mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um, the question that we did have was... You know it, I just picked on you because I knew you I had know something you in your mouth. I know you did, and it's so that way I don't cough. Thanks a lot. Um, it seems like social media has made it so much easier for mind viruses, quotations, to spread, meaning that negative thought forms can spread easily. So how can that be fought? Yeah, that's an interesting point. You know, is all this negativity kind of feeding into the paranormal work and, and making that kind of slap us back in the face? Not to mention you also have people who like to send over, uh, you know, curses and spells and, uh, you know, <laughs> bad juju over to other people that tick them off, um, <laughs> uh, which I've had happen to me before. Um, I didn't. I never believed it before, but... After what happened to me, I was like, okay, maybe there is something to the whole negativity and whatnot. So uh, I mentioned the chat room, you know, grounding, shielding, that's really key. And not letting yourself get up um, get up in arms over what's being posted online. Because at the end of the day, it's a post on social media. Um, you know, you, it, if you start getting so affected by what's being posted i mean just close the computer walk away i mean go on a walk take 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 a breath of fresh air go get yourself an ice cream like do something positive because the best way to 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 combat and counter the negativity or the mind virus is do something positive just fill some some way fill your fill your life up with light um because light can overpower that darkness so and just close the computer. <laughs> and then when you go out for ice cream, take a picture of it and put it up on social media because that will get you all kinds of likes. Because trust me, I, I've been, I, I work on a lot of different aspects of, of things myself, you know, and I'm involved in a lot of things. And I put up pictures on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, try to put it all out there because I'm in media. So I have to kind of promote, promote myself. But I can tell you nothing gets likes and follows for you like putting up pictures of food. So if all paranormal investigators just stop worrying about putting up their quote-unquote evidence and just put up whatever their midnight snack was that they were all enjoying as a team during the investigation, you'd gain so much more popularity in a positive way. Especially if it was a good snack. Who can disagree with food? Right, yeah, food. It's it's like the perfect thing for everything. Uh, we do have a call coming in. Let's see if this is a, a question uh, for you, Alex. We'll, we'll take this call. I have you locked in so you won't drop off. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Do you have a question for our guest, Alex Matsuo? Well, more of a comment. 
you know, but if I get hung up on, I can understand. Well, we only have a few moments before our next guest, so we, we may hang up on you, but that's okay. Oh, It'll be intentional, though, Ross, just so you know. <laughs> well, first, first of all, I think that the discussion tonight has been absolutely awesome, but I just wanted to kind of know her kind of point of view maybe on the whole idea of just social media and the double-edged sword that Dustin kind of talked upon. About, you know, so, some of the positive things that can come out of it? Because we've been talking a lot yeah. about the negative. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I feel like from my own experiences, I've met a lot of good people. I've met some bad people. But, you know, there's also just, just like anything, the human aspect to everything, there's going to be good people, there's going to be bad people. You know, and if, and if it's more or less just that situation versus social media. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, is it is it not social media that is the cause and the root of the negativity? Is it just people ourselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex, you must feel. I mean, you you do mention some of the positive things that have happened, and we'll end this part of the in the night. We'll end this discussion as uh, on a positive note. There must be some good things that have come out of this of social media and the paranormal. I mean, people are more open than ever about their experiences. I mean, you have people coming together. Uh, who have had similar encounters with the paranormal and you have so much accessibility to so much knowledge these days and so, uh, you know, so many people with different backgrounds and education. I mean, you have classes. I mean, I know there are sites that do free classes now, free webinars on the paranormal and um, it's given us an opportunity to connect and network with others and you know that that by itself is a very is a beautiful thing, and you know the, yes, negative negative negatives are going to happen, and it's just kind of life at this point. But it's the, the good thing about social media is it has connected us closer than ever um, with those who have had similar encounters, and if we can all come together and eventually, you know, agree agree to one um, one helm for the ship. I mean, I think we could do some pretty incredible things. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, Ross, for the call. No problem. You have a great night. And I will see you guys at, uh, next weekend. I was going to uh, say, hope to see you, see you next weekend. Sounds good. All right, we'll see you then. And uh, and thank you our, to our guest, Alex Matsuo, for joining us. Uh, AlexMatsuo.com is her website, A-L-E-X-M-A-T-S-U-O.com. And you can follow her on Twitter, at Alex Matsuo. And, uh, and we look forward to uh, having you on again to talk about some more of your writing. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. It was great. All right, and, uh, and I will uh, send you a friend request on Facebook. <laughs> That's just my way of ending it on a, on a joke. Okay, have a great night. Thank you. Me too. Take care. And uh, we are going, I just, you know, I wanted to make some sort of a social media joke before we left. I had to. I had to. But think about it, though. <laughs> think about all the friendships and, and all the connections that have been made. Think about how many times we've booked the show over social media. Right. Pretty much every week. Right. So this, and, and we use it as a tool to talk amongst ourselves for it. So there's been a lot of good. There is a lot media. of good. It just depends on how you use it. It's a platform. Think of it as like standing on a soapbox. Are you going to stand on it and yell and spew a bunch of negativity, or are you going to spread a bunch of positivity? See, it's funny because you can actually see there's a direct line. Mm-hmm. And it's my fault because I really shouldn't allow people on a professional and paranormal basis to be on my private Facebook. But mm-hmm. in the early days, I couldn't manage to. Right. So it was, you know, I just let everybody in. So everybody's swimming in that pool now, so now you're all stuck. And... <laughs> 
you know, you can see on mine. There's times when I'm putting out a post that is meant to be for the public and meant to be, you know, something positive, and then there's times when I'm just bitching. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you get with me. You know, you get to both sides, and I think you get that with a lot of people. So I can understand when people want to be that way on a paranormal basis, you know, have the good and the bad. But I, I agree with Alex. If it's your group's page or your group's, you know, presence on social media, it should be as professional as if you were putting it on your website. You know, if you wouldn't put it on your own website, if you wouldn't want your grandmother to read it, right. don't put it up there. Don't don't put it for people to find out. So uh, we are going to uh, be joined now by our next guests. Uh, we have one of them calling in. We're waiting for the other person to call in. Uh, but we have Mark Arvola and Lauren Sheridan joining us to talk about the second Salem Con, which is happening next weekend, Friday, Saturday, your chance to come out and experience uh, the world of the paranormal in one of the most historic cities in Massachusetts, Salem, Massachusetts. So uh, we have joining us, uh, who do we have on this line? Is this Mark or Lauren? It is Mark. What? You, you, you called first. You're supposed to let the lady call first. She was trying to call first, but she keeps getting a busy signal. Well, we're not that busy, so... <laughs> Well, you must be extremely busy and just don't know it. it so that might be. Stuff. The phone lines are open, at least as far as I know. Um, but we'll we'll certainly keep uh, an eye out for her call coming in. But we'll start the discussion with you, Mark. Did you think that, you know, when you started putting this all together for last year, for the initial Salem Con, did you think you'd get to the point where you had a second one? Were you worried, you know, that it was all going to come together? Uh, I can honestly say that the week leading up to it, I was worried that the first Salem Con wasn't even going to go off the way it should have. <laughs> But uh, but once it went went through and, and we were in the midst of it, um, it seemed as though it was uh, it was going as planned, and this year was definitely going to happen. There was no avoiding it. As a matter of fact, the uh, general sales manager at the Hawthorne happened to be there on Sunday when everyone was leaving, and he came over to us and he said, "Hey, sounds like everything went great. When do you want to talk about next year?" And we looked at him and we went, "Give us a few weeks, would you? <laughs> Let us let's just let's get home and decompress from this one." Yeah, exactly. But it, it went off great last year. Uh, you know, uh, every, everybody that I talked to uh, had a fantastic time, and they couldn't wait. You know, they were saying as they were leaving the hotel on Sunday, you know, when's the next one? When's the next one? So it, that, that's got to feel good to know that all the effort and, and time and, and dedication that you guys put into it, it turned out to be such a successful event. That's, whenever anybody asks me, you know, what is so great about the event, what's your favorite part of the event, um, I think Lauren and I both agree it is exactly what you just said. It's when the event's over. And everyone is leaving, and you get that sense of satisfaction because everyone's happy, everyone had a good time, and they're looking forward to the next one. And that is a reward that we get from the event is just hearing about all the great stories about how much fun everyone had. All right, well, we are bringing Lauren in now on the phone, so now now she can hear you, so now make sure that you uh, only say nice things about her. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes. Make sure you only say nice things about me now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what he said before you were on the air. I'll tell you next weekend. <laughs> so we, we were talking a little bit. I don't know if you if you were able to catch the discussion. We were talking about, you know, the, the feeling of satisfaction that came with putting on a great event last year. But then now the pressure is up, Lauren, for this year because now you have to, you know, deliver again. And people are going to say, well, how is this one going to be different than last year? And, and you guys have put together a, an event that has a, a very interesting overarching theme. Yeah, it's like having a second child. You know, like the first one is really tough, and the second one just pops out and does its thing. And then you get to pick which one's your favorite. This one's actually going to be Extreme Haunting, which is our theme for this year. Our theme I put in quotes because we don't want to have 
a theme. You know, we don't want to make it like, oh, yes, extreme hauntings. Everyone has to, has to think about that, and on, all the lectures have to surround that theme, even though they kind of do. But I guess what I'm trying to say is we want to make it, yes, extreme hauntings is what we're going to be talking about, but really we're just drawing people there to discuss any kind of thing that they have to, that they want to discuss about the paranormal. We'll put it that way. And so when people come together for these events, like, see, I was somebody who was not really one of these convention people, uh, you know, for the first eight years or so of the show. And then, then John Tobin dragged me up to uh, Lake George, and I met you guys, and you had me at Salem Con, and I saw, the, you know, the connections that people can make. And this isn't just about getting people, and, and I think people outside of the, you know, the paranormal world, uh, people that aren't on the inside need to understand that these events like Salem Con, they're a great way for you to get in and to bridge the gap between you and the people who work in, in this field, this community, this is a way for the, the general public to come out and learn. So it's not just a bunch of paranormal people getting, you know, if you go, if they have a plumber's convention in Las Vegas, the only people that go to that are plumbers. It's not open to the public. But this is open to the public for people to come and learn and, and find out what it is that we do. Right, and it's very true. And, you know, Tim, I am a perfect example of that because my first experience with a paranormal, paranormal convention was ParahistoryCon in Lake George. Um, I had never been involved in any convention of any sort. Um, I had never even been to one, to be honest. Um, and I, because I'd been working at the museum and because I had been a big part of, of the museum and the fort at that time, I was brought in with um, John Tobin and Chip Reichenthal at the time to collaborate with them to put the event together. And I ended up meeting people who I, honest to God, didn't think that I would ever talk to after that weekend. And look where we are now. We're planning Salem Con 2. So we went through Parahistory Con, Parahistory Con 2, Salem Con, and Salem Con 2. So, so you went from being unconventional to being conventional. I, I went from not knowing a person, a, a damn soul in the room to wanting to be a part of it and wanting to put things on like this because I had so much fun at the first one. And I thought, well, if someone like me who doesn't really know anything about the paranormal can, can meet people who are very accepting of me and invite me in and allow me to ask questions and want me to learn, well, why can't I do the same for the night? It's almost like paying it forward, you know? Oh, absolutely. And and there are people who, you know, as I was standing at my table last year, you know, there are people who come up to you that will... Uh, you know, just be looking for some very rudimentary basic information because they're having something that they're dealing with or they have an interest in it and they don't know where to begin and they're looking for that. But sometimes people can come up to you. I had a, there was a, a young person, I want to say maybe like 12 or 13, I'm just guessing, that came up to me last year and started just discussing all this paranormal theory and I was blown away. I said, whoa, whoa, slow down. i got to keep up. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what group are you a part of? Oh, no, I'm not part of any group. I just I read about this stuff. I've never actually done it. And mm-hmm. so you get a great cross-section of the public and a great cross-section of the interest level the public has in the weird stuff that we look into. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, uh, of course, the best part about it, Mark, is you're doing all this in a, in a pretty awesome location and, and a haunted location at that. You know, when we first thought about Salem Con, um, thinking about Salem, Massachusetts, it's like, one of the spots you think of as a paranormal mecca. You know, everybody talks about Salem. Everybody knows about the witch history. Everybody knows that they think the whole place is haunted, that the entire town's haunted, there's ghosts just running about everywhere. And it, it really happens. So people should definitely come out and see all the ghosts that are just running around Salem. But <laughs> it's, um, it's something that when you think of where a location can sort of be the event itself, and, I mean, Salem's the first place that comes to mind for me. 
And the fact that there was nothing really going on anymore, paranormal-wise, in Salem was mind-boggling to me. And it's actually been so easy to get this event going. And, and I mean, well, I say it's easy. Lauren will tell you a different story because she's the one that hammers all the books and, you know, keeps up all the, all the stuff that, that we need to make sure that everything's, all our ducks are in a row. She's so, the one. Yeah, so basically she's doing work. all the work while you're just you know, taking all the glory. That's how it works. Basically, yeah. You know, I, and I, I, I do the math and Mark swoons everyone. <laughs> Everybody needs but, that guy out front. So trust me, I know. Who chose me? Why'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> but Salem is the place, and I, it's it, the fact that nothing was happening was just so confusing to me. And and I'm glad it worked out last year. I we chose to do it in April. Um, everybody's like, why don't you do it in October? Why don't you do it in October? Well, Salem's got everything going on in October. It doesn't need a paranormal event in October. Right. The town why, don't you have, why don't you have a wedding and a bar mitzvah at the same time? Does that sound <laughs> right? Fun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. And why would you do it at a time when people are going to be going there anyway, when you could have a whole separate reason for them to come to this great city? Exactly. And that's what we wanted for Salem itself is kind of infuse the city at the beginning of the season. I mean, everything starts opening up in Salem April 1st, the very first weekend in April. So we're giving them some business and bringing people to see Salem right in the very beginning of their season to try and see if we can help them out and you know, kickstart their season. So. But one of the biggest issues I've always had as a, as a paranormal researcher and looking at Salem is you hear these stories, but a lot of the places have kind of closed their doors to letting people in and looking around for it. But you were able to find great locations last year for people to go out on the ghost hunt on Saturday night, and you found some. I mean, you told me, like, oh, you guys, you, you know, you and Scott Gruenwald, you're going to be in the basement of the T-shirt shop. And I was yep. like, okay, a T-shirt shop? How is this going to work? And then when we got in there, we were having some amazing experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, geez, Tim, the, the the Ouija board thing. I mean, I'm not gonna. I won't say what it was unless you unless you like agree to it. But when you guys had had experiences with the group beforehand, and then I brought our group down, and and we were doing the Ouija board, and I had people from my group that left after they heard after certain words popped up and and certain things were said, and they were like, "I'm out. I'm done. I'll see you later." <laughs> it was it was so intense. It, and, it, and I can only imagine that, uh, you know, when everybody's there and they're all bringing their own energies to this and they're all, you're putting yourself in a place that has such a rich history and a history that sometimes can have a little negativity attached to it that I'm not surprised that some of those experiences become overwhelming for people. And you're exactly right that you're like, it's a t-shirt shop that, yeah, great, oh, wow. But, but it's a t-shirt shop that at one time was part of the underground tunnels for the city of Salem. So, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. just it, it shows you that the history is everywhere in Salem. It's around every corner and in every nook and cranny. Exactly. And that was one of the things when we got those locations. It's like, look, I know, like you said, look, I know we're saying, hey, it's a T-shirt shop. But, you know, a few hundred years ago, this wasn't a T-shirt shop. The waterfront was right out the back door. You know, now there's buildings out there and parking lots, but the waterfront was right there. The goods came in. They were smuggled into those smugglers' tunnels. And, you know, that's where you start picking up the whole, you know, kind of, Knock the facade down. Knock down the building in your mind. And just remember that everywhere we are in that part, part of Salem is historic. And it goes back. And whether you're sitting down drinking a beer at the tavern in the Hawthorne or you're in the basement of a T-shirt shop, something historic <coughs> happened there. So. Yeah. See, the only uh, I wasn't really that concerned about being a T-shirt shop. I just thought you guys were going to make me go downstairs and, and start printing up T-shirts like I was going to be slave labor or something. <laughs> uh, I yes, yes. 
Grunewald had the whip ready. <laughs> he did. But, you know, and, and Scott Grunewald will be there again this year. And uh, this last year at SalemCon was my first encounter with him in person. And, you know, anybody that knows him, you know, he has a lot of fun, a lot of goofing around during the course of the event. The pink tutu was uh, was outstanding. But <laughs> when it came time to do the investigation, it's like there was a switch flipped in him. And he immediately became this serious paranormal investigator. And, and we had a great time and, and really found some pretty amazing evidence. Yeah, he does that. He's Scott is uh, he's got four different personalities. One wears a tutu, um, one wears a habit. You know, I mean, he does. <laughs> one wears Hello Kitty sweatpants. It's it's you definitely worth. What he's gonna put on? It's worth the price of admission just to see what he's gonna be walking around in. <laughs> he goes through more costume changes than like Britney Spears does during one of her shows. <laughs> no, he does. Like. I, okay, Britney Spears, Bono, and Bon Jovi, Scott Grunewald. The four of them go through the most yeah. costumes. I, I can only imagine what, the, what his bags must look like when he gets off the plane, you know, what he has to carry with him. <laughs> so he'll be there, uh, and, and there will also be some other names that are back from last year, like John Zaffis will be back, uh, and, and Krista Chesery was there last year too, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll be back. And, uh, and so who else are some of the people that uh, people can look forward to meeting next weekend? Uh, Brian Canna will be back. Uh, Frank Sinelli will be there. Who else, Mark? Steve DeShavi from the Dead oh. Files will be making an appearance in Salem. Johnny Gumbat, Steve DeShavi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, is uh, I know I didn't have a lot of uh, experience with him on television. I've, I've never really watched The Dead Files, so I didn't really know him as this television character. But now I know him as a real life character, and and he is. Uh, people will have a lot of fun with Steve. Uh, he's a just a, a great time to be around him. He's hilarious. He is. Oh wait, um, Samantha Hawes. Hello. Sorry. Samantha will be there for the VIP party on Friday night, and she's going to be there most of the day on Saturday as well. She does have some commitments that's going to cause her to have to cut out a little bit early, but she'll be there most of the day. So if you do want to come and see Samantha, make sure you get there sometime before noontime, I'll say, um, so that you can get in line and be able to see Samantha and and spend some time, get some photographs, ask some questions. She Um, has commitments, a.k.a. (laughs) And one of the nice things this year, too, with the lecture series, um, unfortunately, Bob Murch had to back out. We were very disappointed in that, uh, but he's going through major back issues, and uh, he just can't do it. But it has uh, afforded us the opportunity to put a break into the lectures, which we didn't have last year, which I thought, first of all, as, as myself and Lauren putting on the event, having people sit through every lecture last year was amazing to us. People sat through every single thing somebody had to say and it blew us away and the one thing they said afterwards was geez we wish we had a break for lunch because we didn't want to miss anybody so this year we put in a little break for lunch in there there'll be an hour break between 12 and 1 and everything will wrap up around five o'clock see yeah i remember talking with you guys about that you're like there's there's no break in the speakers but but you were blown away by that you weren't expecting people would sit there but it happened there were people that were front and center for every lecture and 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 they probably you know you know they still even sitting there through all that, they still had time to go upstairs and go through all the other stuff. But, uh, you know, that's when you know that you have people that are really passionate about it, when they want to sit there and listen to, even when they sit there and listen to me talk for 45 minutes. You <laughs> oh, know that. Yeah. But, that's, but that's another reason why we, we have a, a quote-unquote theme, because we want, um, you know, we want the lectures to, to, to mean something. You know, we don't want everyone to just get up and do, hey, let's do a and a or, you know, hey, let's talk about, you know, what I wrote last year. It, it's about... Let's all talk about this one theme, this one topic that we all know a lot about. Let's get together and share it. 
and we're going to have Rosalind Bound with us too this year. Oh, she's one of my favorite people. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's ever spent time around her, she is just, she radiates positivity. Yes. And uh, and you'll feel like a million bucks after uh, spending some time with her. And yeah. it really, it's just, just a great lineup of all kinds of people. Uh, and, and as Mark was telling me, I guess I'm kicking things off at, at 930 with, with my lecture. Let me tell you something, Tim. We're going to have a nice big pot of Deadly Grounds brewed for you. I'm going to need it. <laughs> See, it's not so much the getting up at 5.30 and going on the air from 6 to 9. It's staying up for the VIP party the night before. That does me in. I'm going to need it. <laughs> and and so uh, and, and again, so uh, the VIP party, that's going to start at, what, 7 o'clock on Friday? No, that goes from 8 to midnight. 8, okay. On Friday, yep. So 8 to midnight, you have your chance to come and, and interact with everybody. There's still some tickets available for that, right? No, VIP party is it's sold out. out. You guys saved one for me, right? Oh well, you know what? I guess I guess we can pay it forward and let you in. All right, you know, we, we do need a doorman. We do need a doorman. So. I'd I'd be happy to do that. Excellent. You got to grow the beard out real long, though. Uh, I don't have enough time between now so and. If someone tries to get in, you can stop them with the beard. I can tell you, I was pretty much standing by the door the whole time uh, last year. Anyway, because because there were so many people in there, and it was uh, you know they were all trying to get me to dance. I was like, I'm gonna go just hang out by the door. So I'm technically here, but nobody knows, so they can't drag me out there. <laughs> Stephanie, you're giving me this look. There's gonna be video. I was dancing in the ring tonight at the wrestling event that I was at. Are you? There'll be video. I was giving you a look because there's a weird it. car outside. I saw that. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, I'll I'll show you guys too when I get it. It's it's gonna be embarrassing. So but were you like just you know moving side to side? Were no, you, no, like, I was strutting. Blown? I was strutting because Sweet Scott Ashworth was uh, was wrestling tonight, uh -huh. and uh, we go way back. And he dragged me up into the ring and mm -hmm. had me do this the Sweet Scott Ashworth strut with him in the ring. Oh, so. that's all Mark right there wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you would have had a blast. Uh, I gotta get you to come down here one of these times for one of these local shows. There, there, and we had a wrestler tonight, mm -hmm. the the Devil's Reject Brandon Webb, who. Hales from Salem, Massachusetts. Wow. Not, not really. He's from New Bedford, but you know, it's 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 the gimmick. Don't tell. So, uh, but we'll, we'll you know we can talk some wrestling next weekend for sure. Uh, but so you've got everything going on with the VIP party on Friday night, and then the the actual event on Saturday kicks off at what time? What time will the doors open for the public? Doors will open for the public at nine. Lectures will start at nine fifteen. And Actually, no, we'll probably. No. And to be honest, um, Mark and I are there like all day. All day, every day. So. I was told 9.30. If people start coming in it at like 8.45, okay. we'll be ready for them. I'm going to need those 15 minutes, man. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I might even, I might, Matt Costa's going to be here, you know, running things on this end. I might even cut out a few minutes early and, and make him. Oh, Matt, I, 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 I'm going to want to take a shower. I'm going to stink. All right. So. Get him a, a hat with a beard on it, and he oh can be your lecture for you. So, and then I'm going to be talking about the. Yeah. My lecture is going to be on, you know, paranormal investigation. While you're probably doing it wrong, yeah. And and we'll bring into that some aspects of extreme hauntings and and the fact that you know doing this wrong is putting you at risk. So yeah. we'll get into some of that as well. How about I just get a beard, and I'll start and your lecture. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. And then you can shower. And then you can say you're Tim Weisberg. I can finally you'll, see. You'll, Fulfill all of your and I have a spooky South Coast shirt. I think I actually have the exact one you're wearing right now, so it'll be perfect. It'll be beautiful. All your dreams will come true. By the way, I know we're really limited on time, and I do appreciate that you guys brought us on for this. We will talk about Salem Con, but what you guys were talking about before with the investigating and everybody being on the same page or not being on the same page and social media ruining things, and, and I totally agree with Dustin. 
and I know Lauren and I share the same opinions, but we totally agree with Dustin on the fact that it's a double-edged sword. You know, it really has brought a lot of people together, really helped a lot of people, but at the same time, it's really tearing other things apart because everybody's so judgmental. And it really stinks that, you know, uh, that we can't agree that somebody's an expert, somebody's not an expert, somebody's professional, somebody's not a professional. None of us are on the same page. Right. And it's really frustrating that we can't just get on the same. We don't have to read the same story, but maybe we're on the same page with it, you know? And I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But because, Well, the problem is, the problem is, is I don't have to agree with what you say, Mark, and I don't have to agree with what you say, Tim. But if God knows I, you don't. If you're, hold on. But if, but if your opinion is an educated opinion, I can look at it and say, you know what? I don't agree with you. Your facts are correct, but I just don't agree with your opinion. There are too many people in this field who will look at you and go, you know what, I don't like you or the way you look, so I don't agree with you, and I'm going to tell everyone on Facebook and Twitter that you're a jackass and you're fake and you're this and that, and that's, and, and for whatever reason, people believe that one. Well, one of, the, one of the biggest reasons behind it is is jealousy, and and a lot of it can be born out of just the stupidest and, and uh, unsubstantial reasons. The fact that you're putting on SalemCon and, and somebody else, you know, is putting on another event, you know, six months later across the other side of the country, people might look at that as, well, you're in competition. No, you're not in competition. You want each other to succeed. You help each other. Exactly. That's the whole point of, what, of why we do this in the first place is to help each other out, and if you can't look at someone else and say, hey, you know what? I appreciate what you're doing, and I see that you're working really hard, and I see that you're genuine, and I want to help you. Then you know what? Go screw and get out, because we don't want you. There's no room for you. Let's be honest. Well, the double-edged sword aspect, though, plays into what you guys do, because, you know, a lot of... The, the, the following and, the, and the, the people that you built up for SalemCon comes over social media. I walked into that VIP party last year, and people are coming up to me and introducing themselves to me as people that I only knew from Facebook. And, it, and I said, I turned to Jeff Belanger, and I said, it's like my social media came to life, and yeah, everybody is exactly. all in one room. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you do, have, you do have the good following, and you do, but the, it's like the bad seeds. How do, you, how do you weed out the bad seeds, you know? I might, you know, just for fun, I might show up next weekend and just decide to be... Like the the human internet troll, like I might just walk around and being like, oh yeah, I saw that picture you put. It was total crap. Like and just see if anybody picks up on the fact that I'm doing it to be funny. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I might just do that. I'll, you know, like walk up to John Zaffis. Hey, John Zaffis, how's it going? Yeah. So you know, thirty plus years of faking stuff. How you know? How'd you pull that off? Right. That'll go over well. Oh my God, he, he would punch you. No, I think Brian Cano would probably punch me first before John got the chance to. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Brian would step back. Brian would step back, cross his arms and go, mm-hmm, and he's going to watch what happens. Yeah, that's true. The old man doesn't need anybody to step in for him. And he'll record every moment mentally. Every moment. There's one person I definitely will not be pissing off. That's the Chevy. I will not. I don't mess. With, I don't mess with law enforcement. I I know. I know where my bread is buttered. I know who to who to respect. Uh, but so anyway, so we were saying that the people can come in starting at, at nine o'clock in the morning. How much is tickets for for just to come in on Saturday and take part in all the Salem Con festivities? So Saturday tickets uh, at the door. Whether you can you can still get them on mghparanormal.com as well. Uh, you can go. That's one of the few things that's still live in the web store right now. Are those tickets? They cost twenty dollars. That gets you into the vendor area and also downstairs for the lectures in the library. And 
we are going to have a couple raffles, at least one or two raffles going on uh, during the day as well with some really cool uh, gifts from our friends over at Ghost Detectives and uh, the Ghost Hunter store with some of their awesome gadgets. I think we're going to have a couple high-def cameras available, probably like uh, GoPros or something like that, or, you know, the GoPro knockoffs. We're going to have some of those available, I believe, and we're going to have a cool little trigger object, a dog that's being developed right now by Bob Christopher, that will be available for raffle, too. And I heard that the grand prize in the raffle is a date with Scott Gruenwald, and it's it's not even gender-specific. Like, anybody could win. It could be anybody. And Anyone can win that. Guaranteed to be, you know, at least 45% romantic. So, <laughs> at least. It, it should. Hey, I, as a guy that spent a whole night in the basement with him, I can tell you, it's it's well worth you know, investing. <laughs> so, and also, uh, the ghost hunts are happening Saturday night now. Are those sold out completely? Those are also sold out, yes. Ah, so, you know, we, we'll just tease them for, you know, next time. <laughs> we will tease them for next time. You know, not, not for nothing, but the ghost hunts and the, the VIP parties, those are the things that go the, the, the fastest, you know, and then people who are who are kind of people like me, who I was the very first time I went to a convention, are the ones that come in and do the conference this year, and then perhaps next year are the ones that maybe do more. Right, so, yeah. So um, and- Yeah, those are sold out, too. And um, Stephanie, this will be your first paranormal convention. You'll be there with, you know, oh, my first Salem with... Con, yes, but not my first paranormal convention. Well, you're, you're, yeah, I'm sorry. Your first Salem Con, your yeah. first time. And when was the last time you were actually in Salem? Last time I was in Salem? It's probably been a while. Ooh, I don't know. It's been years. So it's changed. Trust me, it's changed since the last time you've been there. Well, I want to go anyways. I wanted to to go up the night before because um, my family dates back to the Salem witch trials. So I love to be up there anyways. But wait, so you're gonna go up Friday? I wanted to go up Friday. It's 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 still up in the air. Can you just make sure I'm awake for 5:30 so I can go no, on the air? No, no. Um, Why would I even get up that early? <laughs> All right. I, I guess to. I'll I guess I'll have the front desk do it. If I go up Friday, I don't have a baby. I don't have to wake up. I just felt bad because when the front desk did it for me last year, I yelled at the guy. Did you really? Yeah. He was like, yeah. uh, "This is your 5:30 wake up call." I'm like, "Call me back at 5:45." <laughs> oh, is that my the God. snooze button? Is that the that's the hotel snooze button? You yell at him, "Call me back at 5:45." Hey, hey, whatever works, man. Whatever, whatever gets me up and on the air. That's all that matters. So Can just I set two. Public service announcement, real quick. Please? Sure. A little quick little PSA. Quick little PSA. If you're coming to Salem Con, and you better be coming to Salem Con if you're listening to this right now, when you come to Salem Con, I should say. Please, please, please respect the laws of the city. If something closes at dusk, do not enter it after dusk. Please, please, please do not be that person who gets arrested or thrown out of the town because you went someplace after dusk that you weren't supposed to. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll def- come after you. <laughs> yeah, that, and I'll tell you that uh, you know we want to we want to convince the world that the paranormal community is extremely respectful. So don't go and ruin it for the rest of us by by screwing up. Screwing off Thank right you. Now, so. And uh, and this I just asked. The more you know. <laughs> and if anybody wants to get tickets uh, or find out some more information, mghparanormal.com. It's all up there. We've only got about 20 seconds left. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll hang out with you next weekend. Thank you so much, guys. Can't wait to see you next week. All right. And uh, have fun with this week getting ready. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll sleep I well next, next Sunday night. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye, guys. And that is Mark Arvila and Lauren Sheridan of Mass Ghost Hunters uh, Paranormal Society. They're joining us to talk about Salem Con happening next weekend. Hope to see you all there. Uh, that means there will be no live show here next week, but we might have something pre-recorded. Maybe we'll have them on an old show. We'll figure all that out. We've, we've got a six, seven days to figure all that out. <laughs> and uh, so until next time, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, for Chris, I'm Tim. Stay spooked. Out.